Everything you know about health is about to change. Welcome to Straight Talk on Health with Dr. Vincent Medici. Sometimes people suffer, not from lack of faith, but from lack of knowledge. This is the show that changes that. If you are tired of being sick, tired of not getting answers, tired of spinning in circles, for healing is not a mystery. It is a miracle that you were designed to experience. It takes hard work and real knowledge. It takes patience and time. It takes the education this show can provide. So get it straight today. Here's Dr. Medici. Bingo. Good morning, Dr. Vincent Medici. All right, today's show, Integrative Oncology. You know what an oncologist is. That's the guy you go see when you get bad news. You got some sort of problem with cancer. Well, we've got a new, we've spawned a new breed of oncologist. It's called an integrative oncologist. These are the guys who use the conventional chemo, radiation, and then they combine it with the ever-evolving and deepening understanding of the genetic, the genetic cascades, which help create a metastasis or tumor growth. You got to understand, that's not the way it used to be. It's pretty simple to understand back in the day. You found a lump or you got sick. They gave you a CT scan, a PET scan. They touched you. They gave you some blood tests and you got some bad news. All right, fine. And then basically the choices were simple. Chemo, radiation, and surgery. And this was a large this was a large package in and of itself. Large, frightening, all those things. Don't want to get into that piece of it. You already know that piece of it. Well, about 20 years ago or so, Craig Venter, along with that Bozo Collins out of the NIH, Francis Collins, the slime that had a lot to do with supporting the globalist thrust of COVID, good friend of Fauci's. At any rate, Craig Venter and a guy named Collins mapped the human genome. It was really Craig Venter. Collins was just a bureaucrat. But he got credit for mapping the human genome. And along with Craig Venter, who opened up his own company, unlike Collins, this whole world opened up because between Carrie Mulis's PCR and mapping the human genome, we were really good. We started to get a lot better at any rate at understanding what the genetic cascades of metastasis and tumor growth are really about. So formally, we found it, we nuked it, or we poisoned it. That's what we did. And then you prayed and you took your chances. And they tell you, you know, you got pancreatic cancer, you have a month or eight weeks or a year. Or you have breast cancer and we got it early and don't even think about it. Or prostate cancer. And that's the way it went. Now we're moving into this world of genetics where we understand how to look for either congenital markers, meaning mutations, you got from mommy and daddy 
that are going to make you more likely to get a certain type of cancer, melanomas, ovarian, breast cancers, this kind of thing, colon cancers. And there is a branch of genetics now that can test you for this. Generally, nobody tests you for it, but case in point, Angelina Jolie, this isn't private information, this is all over the world. We know a number of years ago, Women of the Year, Time Magazine, a year earlier than that, probably in response to this, she basically, because she tested BRCA positive for either one and two mutation, like her mother, who died prematurely of ovarian cancer, she had the same inherited mutations that made it more likely for her to get breast and ovarian. And I don't even know. She cut out. She took the breasts off, definitely. she might. I think she took the ovaries, too. I mean, she had some major departures with body parts because she didn't want to go through what her mother went through. Let me make this clear. I'm not judging that. Don't be listening and thinking I am. That's a very personal decision you make for yourself. But that in your public layman's data bank is something you observed based upon somebody knowing that they've got these genes that make it more likely. Now, that's called a congenital mutation. You inherit it. Then there's something else called a somatic mutation. That means as cells divide... And they do. What cells divide? Basically, all cells divide, probably even brain cells more than we even know. But the point is cells divide. Your skin cells divide. The inner lining of your digestive tube divides. The cortical cells of your bone divide. Your heart grows a new one every four years. Your liver, every two to three years, you get a new liver. Cells of organs are almost always dividing, some at a faster rate, like skin, some at a slower rate, like brain. Or if you don't want to accept the brain, we'll go into mitotic sequences. Then let's just say the kidney, which were positive, the podocytes will multiply, but at a very slow rate. So all cells divide. They all multiply they double them, their genetic code, they double their nucleotide sequence, and then they split up. Now you got two, where before you had one. In that process, if in the DNA sequence there is a mutation, or there's a lot of just simple nucleotide sequences that are destroyed, and our DNA repair mechanisms are overwhelmed or they don't work. Then you can have problems where certain nucleotide sequences in the dividing cell that regulate cell reproduction, that regulate the cell cycle, they get destroyed and the cells just keep multiplying and multiplying on their own accord, out there in the middle of nowhere, making their own choices outside of the controlled sequences dictated by the normal genetic sequence. What do we call that? We call that a tumor. Then that tumor likes to pick up and travel around. This thing about we got it early. Oh, I'm so glad I got it early. You know what? 
this is a little weak. Yeah, that's right. Statistically, if we get it before it's in the lymph, you're in a much better position. You got to watch that one. Statistically, if the rest of your body will not receive a metastatic cell, you're in much better shape. That's the statistic that you can depend on. The statistic that you can depend on is that the terrain of your body will not allow a rogue cancer cell, a metastatic cell, to plant and start to grow. That's the statistic you should depend on. The one that, as I said, we ought to take a look at is, well, based on the PET scan, it doesn't seem that any of the adjacent lymph nodes have any tumor cells in them, so we got it early, Charlie, and we'll just take the lymph nodes prematurely, meaning we'll take the lymph nodes now just in case we messed up, then we'll dissect them later to tell you there's nothing in them, and then we know we got it all, and now your survival rate went way up. Mm, Yes and no on that. If your body's ready to receive cancer, by the time you know you've gotten it, it's metastasized. Take that to the bank. But that's the way it works now. Now, integrative oncology comes around and says, hey, gang, we're the old-fashioned oncologist, only we're the new oncologist. Because what we're going to do is study all your genetic sequences, the ones you inherited, then your somatic mutations, and then what we're going to do via all sorts of new techniques like liquid biopsies, we're going to check your blood every so many months to see how the circulating tumor cells, wait a minute, I thought there weren't supposed to be any if you're not metastasized. Well, there we go. We just put our foot in our mouth, didn't we, gang? But I'll overlook that. At any rate, the integrative oncologists will off liquid biopsies, which I don't want to get into now, they can tell you how the tumor, the mother tumor, if you didn't get it cut out, which you should, if it's at all possible, how the mother tumor that's circulating rogue cells, how those rogue cells, those potentially metastatic bombs, are mutating to fool your immune system. And we can watch tumor cells have mutations that make it worse and have those mutations get turned off. By doing what? Well, I'm going to get to therapy in a second. But what I want to say to you is an integrative oncologist now is selling another package. And the other package is by either testing the genetics of the mother tumor or off-liquid biopsies, meaning going into your blood and looking at cancer cells circulating in the blood. Oops, you're not supposed to know that from the second you make cancer, it's spewing cancer cells in the blood all the time. Good news is the sheer force, so let me use a term, the sheer force is slicing these cancer cells in two and really reducing their survival rates. However, that doesn't happen to red blood cells. And, well, maybe that's how God intended it. But there are always circulating cancer cells 
from the mother site or metastatic sites that if you could biopsy them, liquid biopsy, Tempest Labs is one example of a company that does this. And all sorts of oncologists now are investing startup money into their own labs. And if we could basically see what the mutations of the metastatic cells are, well, then we could start to define therapy based on what we know that might turn it off. So now we're talking about the normal oncologist who basically says chemo, radiation, surgery, change the chemo after it's not working, and some potpourri of that and do the best you can, all the way to now we're the genetic oncologists. And we've got this new wave of astounding stuff that uses incredibly impressive terms to let you know that we're flipping your genes back and forth so that the tumors get stupid instead of smarter, so your immune system can work better instead of worse. And here's the guy. His name is Thomas Seifried. If you've understood nothing, or you already have a migraine headache from listening to me for 10 minutes, understand two things. Number one, there is a molecular biologist named Thomas Seifried. He wrote a book, Cancer is a Metabolic Disease. Get the book, listen to him, and simply tell all these integrative oncologists who are just absolutely impressed with their genetic assays, listen to him write a book to tell them all that their head is up there blank blank. Because it is. It really and truly is. Integrative oncology is good and bad. It's good because whatever they tell you to do with this idiotic mindset of theirs, and I'll define that in a moment, is good because it can extend life. For instance, you go to one and he tells you, look, we're going to do a little chemo and a little of this and a little of that, just like the rest of the club. Because if we don't tell you to do that, we'll lose our license. But we won't tell you that either. And we'll just do a little chemo and the rest of it. And then we'll add in all this other stuff, hyperbaric oxygen and all the angiogenic inhibitors and different sorts of drugs or, I mean, in chemicals, dichloroacetate, a whole slew of these things, phenylbutyrate, all sorts of things, plus some good old-fashioned herbs, and combined, we'll start flipping these cancer genes and all the epigenetic genes of cancer. We'll flip them back on our side. And that's good. So why am I doing such a show with a condescending tone? Why am I saying that Seifried has told them all to go stuff it? Because even though it's good, it's bad. Now, what do I mean by it's bad? So, will they extend life? Should you go to an integrative oncologist? Yes, you should. Did I say no? No, I didn't. And you're not listening too hard or too well if you think I'm saying don't go. Go, but understand you have to have the right perspective. And the right perspective is this. 
that is, is that cancer is not going to be cured, beaten, or even appreciably slowed down by flipping genes with our mealy-mouthed little geneticists who are running around so impressed with themselves. Beating cancer is too infinitely interrelated. It's ridiculous to think you're going to go in there with some of your genetic markers and liquid biopsies and all the other games and tools and tricks and turn it all around. But it's good to do if you have the right perspective. It's bad to do, and that's why Seifried wrote the book. So go get that book, Cancer is a Metabolic Disease. He's basically saying you're barking up the wrong tree if you're trying to do what integrative oncology is doing. I'm saying they're barking up the wrong tree. At the same time, I'm saying if you're behind the eight ball and the clock's ticking and you've got a stage three, grade three ovarian or breast or colon cancer, and these cats can buy you some time, because that's what they're going to do. If you go to them, ask them how much they cure, and they'll be walking the other way. Or they'll have some example that's anecdotal, which is everywhere, and that's another discussion, and they'll put that forth as proof of what? Yes, you got it, guys. You can, if you bust your chops, do lots of therapies, and then you can extend your life. And who shouldn't do that? You should do that. Go see an integrative oncologist. But then why did Seyfried write the book? Because we're overlooking that cancer is a live organism. I don't mean it's a bacteria or a prion or a mycoplasm or a virus. I mean that cancer has a brain. And it's about as quick to the point as Bobby Fischer in a chess game. It means that cancer thinks... And if you try to flip genes, it'll flip genes back to you. It's chess. And that there are two people that have much, much better outcomes than anybody in the last 150 years of working with cancer. Both of them were extensively studied. One guy was Max Gerson and the other was William Donald Kelly. Their statistics were better, solid, impressive, astounding, and not usually successful. How's that? But by far, relative to anything running around Southern California or anywhere else, including the Hallwein Clinic in Germany, including the Oasis Clinic, including today's Gerson Clinic, those two cats, Max Gerson, when he was alive and well, and running around as head doctor, and Donald Kelly. I don't think anyone was close. Now, what did they do? They did exactly what Seyfried said. They changed the terrain. So in the absolute gross stupidity, and I mean gross stupidity, of the biggest yo-yos in integrative oncology today, this is what happens. You go, 
you get bad news, you want better news, you go to an integrative oncologist, he gives you all the pep talk about the specialized tests and huge things they're going to do to flip the genes back in the right direction so it'll slow down or reverse or stop a metastasis and blah, blah. And they extend life a couple of years from what the norm says statistically. Or maybe you get lucky and it goes much longer. Here's my point. If you take those people and you throw their lifestyle up against the checklist of health, what do you live in? How do you sleep? What thoughts do you think? Have you really purged yourself psycho-spiritually as demonstrated and measured through the shifts in the autonomic nervous system? Are you eating to balance yourself neurologically? Are you living in a state of mild ketosis? Have your tendons stretched to the point where the fascial lines pull the dura through breath such that the organs pump so that the extracellular space can drain its garbage and you can suffuse light at the right frequencies between the cells in such a way that they can become smart again instead of stupid. And I could go on for an hour. In fact, anybody with half a brain that understands health could go on for weeks. So what am I talking about? I'm trying to say that while we're looking for all these highfalutin therapies based upon these highfalutin tests, liquid biopsies at, say, Tempest Labs being one of the most recent, while we're running around laudning ourselves because this stuff is interesting, and it is interesting, I'm very interested in it. I study it all the time. What's being overlooked? Three years down the road, you're still eating like garbage. You're still sleeping like garbage. You're still the emotional wreck, holding hate, holding betrayal, holding anger, holding sadness, holding loneliness, holding on to your anger at God holding on to your stressful, sickening job, the job you don't like, the job that's like a crucifixion. You're still coming home to the same wife that makes you puke or the same husband that you'd like to beat over the skull. All of it. Your kid did heroin. He's in jail. He's back in jail. Fundamentally, you don't ever want to be alive. No one's mentioned it. No one's addressed it. And it's all cuckooed under, you know, Along with these therapies, it would be good for you to do some relaxation. You know, talk to friends a little more. Take a walk in the park. Take an extra day off at night rather than watching TV and being destroyed by blue light. Get blue light glasses and watch less TV. Read a little more poetry. Talk to old friends. And all this garbage. This sickening, useless lie that we have to mention because, after all, we're loving, caring professionals. When the bottom line is, is we're patting a bill, throwing you therapies in the absence of things that really and truly build the foundation of health, and we have forged a world that doesn't want to listen to it. 
So yeah, yeah, you make a lot of money, you own a lot of businesses, you can afford all these wonderful therapies at these integrative oncological holistic centers. And in the end, man, I watch you after two, three years and you haven't done anything real. Because nobody asked you to. Because nobody wanted to help you go through those steps with a team. Nobody could hold space for you, as in your arrogance, your fear, your innocence, your stupidity, your lack of faith. You spewed back at whoever was prompting you, coercing you, persuading you, compelling you, beseeching you, obliging you to get rid of all the garbage in your life, the stuff you don't need, and start living right, living righteously. Nobody wants to go there with you. Because, number one, you're going to spit poison in their eye. You're going to find ways to hate them because you hate the truth. And so no doctor's going to even bother. So what do we do? We spawn up a few new gizmos. We add them to the list of tricks and tools. We get the media behind it. Everybody gets rich. Everybody feels good. Then now we throw a million or two into promos every year. We find a really good Webster, a great marketing branding guy and we become medical geniuses forging into the new frontier of how to extend your life a year or two and we call it integrative oncology that was not uh how do we say that was an actual test that was the real thing. This is not a test. That is how I sincerely feel about our warped perspectives on the cutting edge of oncology today. And yet, you should go to one. And now, I'm not being tongue-in-cheek. Don't second-guess me. I'm not being tongue-in-cheek here. Because all this... Genetic stuff and all these tools from the infrared therapies, and I don't mean the infrared saunas, I mean real bona fide hyperthermia. You know, like hyperthermia in oncology. Read Clifford Pang's book on that if you want to do something from hyperthermia to laser to red light therapy to hyperbaric oxygen to all the. PD-1 inhibitor, all the cool little things, all that will pull your dendritic cells out and clone them and stuff them back in. These things are all fantastic. They're all great. Do them. But keep the perspective. Don't listen to me. Don't bother with me. Get the book, Cancer is a Metabolic Disease by Thomas Seifried. Get smart. All right. God bless you. We'll see you next week. Okay, that's a wrap. Don't forget to get to Dr. Medici's website at drmedici.com to look at the pictures and review the show as often as you wish. See you next week.